Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Radio show. My name is Clive, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer Hilir, the fire breather, Silvers. Hilir, what's up? Boy, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm I'm happy to say that for this concluding section, um, special on group therapy post Trump, that we have we're going to be having in studio right away within a couple of minutes, none other than Ambassador Richard Bernal. Um, for those of you who don't know. Um, Ambassador Bernal is one of the region's finest and best experts on, on matters of, of, of trade, um, economics. He himself has been a professional economist, economist um, for over 35 years of experience. Um, he was previously ambassador of Jamaica uh, to the United States of America and to the OES in the 1990s uh, for 10 years. Um, and um, and now he is he has taken recently taken office as pro vice chancellor at the University of the West Indies, responsible for global affairs. Um, so he, I, I tell it live. I mean, we need a whole show just to go through Ambassador Bernard's resume. Um, I am I'm, 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 I'm honored I'm and privileged. Yes. It is a guest. The Yard Skeptics Radio Show with no. Yes. You're breaking, sorry, you're breaking up, Clyde. You're breaking up a bit. Sorry. Okay. Yes. I'm saying without any further ado, we're just going to turn over to Ambassador Bernal right now. He was a part of the Vice Chancellor's Forum recently. He said the 
at the repercussions of the Trump presidency. Good morning or good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ambassador Richard Bernal. Good afternoon, Hillier. Really a pleasure to have you on. Um, I, I am... I, I was uh, again this morning listening to your very sage and very clear presentation at the Vice Chancellor's Forum um, that took place on the 9th of, of, of November, the day after the presidential election, the Caribbean Sea and U.S. Today. Um, yes. and, and the background of that, I mean, I think the Vice Chancellor set a context in which he referred to this as the evolution of what has happened as the evolution of the third phase of plantation America. Um, and he he himself expressed concern about you know the diminution of things like 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 international trade, um, mentioning of course that globalization has always been a contradictory process. You know the politics of globalization and 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 the economy the economy econ, economics going in different directions. You know at the political level there's a talk of a playing level playing field. Um, but uh, the, uh, the the that's a rhetoric. But economics usually is based upon a kind of rich nation versus poor nation. And you know, um, I think when you took the floor, um, you're you are very pragmatic in your approach. You said we need to focus on what we need to do to influence the, how things evolve. So, Ambassador Bernal, what do we need to do? Well, first of all, let us visit the immediate circumstances. Yes. Um, most people were assuming that Hillary Clinton would be elected and that there will be substantial continuity in foreign yes. policy yes. of right. the Obama administration. However, right. with the election of Trump, mm-hmm. a number of things come into play. First of all, there is uncertainty because in the campaign, he was not very specific about many important foreign policy and trade issues. Yes. And certainly there is hardly anything that you can glean about what the policy might be towards the Caribbean. Correct. Secondly, I think that we shouldn't dissipate too much time on dystopian scenarios. We yes. should get down to the practical mm-hmm. and to define what we would like to see from U.S. policy and how to get on yes. that agenda. Yes. Uh, I believe that there is always a big difference between campaign rhetoric and policy. Yes. And in yes. between the two, an element of pragmatism mm-hmm. enters. One, yes. because the candidate becomes far more informed. Mm-hmm. Two, the White House is embedded in a system of institutions, yes. and they will have some continuity. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the um, the pragmatics of foreign policy come yes. into play, mm-hmm. and uh, many things that candidates say in the campaign, they're not mm-hmm. able to do. I cite, for example, uh, the president-elect Trump has Trump, said, right. said he wants to change some of the existing trade agreements. However, yes. I recall well that Bill Clinton campaigned against the NAFTA, and when he became president, he had to exert considerable effort yes. to have the passage of NAFTA. So yes. there's going to be some toning down and adjustment. Yes. What yes. I will say, however, is that 
you have an unprecedented concentration of power. Right. Republicans have the White House, the House, the Senate, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are in a position to nominate judges to the Supreme Court. Yes. It means that whatever they decide, there will be little political obstacle towards doing it as a policy. Right. Having but, said all of yes. that, what is Go it ahead. that we in the Caribbean need to do? First, yes. we need to define an agenda. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that there are six things that we really need to get the U.S. attention and mm-hmm. focus and hopefully to see things our way. Yes. And uh, these are one, the yes. whole question of risky. That's a, a complicated sounding term, but all it means is that driven by concerns about money laundering and the financing of terrorists through offshore banking, yes. the U.S. has pursued a policy which has led bank, banks to de-risk by withdrawing certain services from Caribbean countries. Right, like Belize, you mentioned okay. Belize. I'll come into Belize. I want mm-hmm. to say that... Um, those countries that have not met all the requirements that U.S. has been asking for mm-hmm. are the ones that are suffering most. But yes. all the Caribbean economies are small, mm-hmm. highly open. Yes. Trade financing, financing investment, executing mm-hmm. external payments for debt, transmission yes. of profits, royalties. Mm-hmm. That's the lifeblood of small economies. And if yes. there's any diminution... Mm-hmm. In that capacity, it has yes. serious repercussions. Point to run through the six, and then we come back yes. and Go discuss ahead. them. Go ahead, Richard. Mm-hmm. The second is, you know, that the Caribbean countries are among the most highly indebted in the region. Now, right. this is complex right. because right. several of these countries have restructured their debt, and it has not seriously alleviated the debt burden. Yes. Debt is complicated because... The debt is in the form of to multilateral, bilateral, and private. What is needed now is to recognize that the debt problem of middle-income, small middle-income developing countries is a unique problem. But yes. it's a small problem in money terms, and it yes. needs a grand initiative to release this ball and chain which is inhibiting the yes. growth process. And I'm not yes. saying that Caribbean countries are entirely free of blame in getting themselves into this situation. But right, what right, is right. That's long-term structural and institutional changes mm-hmm. were aggravated by the fallout from the global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, the third, mm-hmm. third thing is security. Yes. There's yes. cyber crime, there's narcotics, there's transnational crime, mm-hmm. there's human trafficking. Yes. All of that needs much more resources because small countries, especially islands, their borders are very porous. Correct. And they just don't have the resources to match the resources mm-hmm. that are involved in criminal activity. Yes. The U.S. needs, the U.S., let's go on the record, they've done a lot, we appreciate it, but in their own interest as well as ours to have stable democratic yes. uh, societies. They need to do a lot more, not yes. just financially, but in training and technical. This is yes. not a matter of looking for a handout. This is a matter of collaboration. Correct. Fourth, trade. 
And here, the fault has been part of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. We are still operating under the Sibira, which is a upgrade of the CBI, mm-hmm. but it covers goods. We are mainly services economies. Right. It's a new agreement, mm-hmm. which would include services and investment. Yes. And that's something where there's some interest in Congress. I gave testimony on the Hill in July on this, yes. this kind of initiative by mm-hmm. Congressman Engels. Yes. A fifth area mm-hmm. is climate change. Yeah. Here I'm seriously worried because the initial pronouncements I hear from President-elect and people around him is yes. that they would not be very sympathetic to the kind of environmental push that came out of Obama and which is being pursued globally. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is a problem here. Unfortunately, we are among the most vulnerable countries in the world, but there are parts of Miami where I am now mm-hmm. and parts of Florida that will be seriously threatened by even small amounts of fallout from climate change. And finally, energy. Mm-hmm. Energy, most of the countries other than Trinidad, and this will be so for the foreseeable future, even in countries that like Guyana and Suriname that may have offshore deposits. Yes. We import most of our energy, and mm-hmm. we really need to go to alternate energies. Remember, mm-hmm. looking ahead, all the regions that are primarily developing and poor are in the tropics. If we yes. go wind and solar, it mm-hmm. changes, the, it reverses completely the traditional divide. It will be yes. the cheap energy, rich countries will be in the tropics, and the energy-importing countries are going to be in the north and extreme south. So those are things we need to focus on. After we discuss that, we can discuss how do you get get that to be the U.S. policy. Quite so. In fact, on that note, before we go to our first break, I wanted to ask you, because you set out to me a a, a rather impressive to-do list, but as you said, in your talk um, on the 9th, the Caribbean is not seen as a priority. So my question to you, Ambassador Bernal, is, well, from the U.S. standpoint, them looking at the Caribbean, what's in it for them? I mean, in terms of, for example, you know, the whole question of de-risking, the whole question of debt, you know, a, a, a new initiative. I mean, how does that help them? I mean, you know, what would induce them okay, to what's in come it to for the, the U.S.? Yes. The U.S., well, first of all, the reason the Caribbean has not been a high priority, mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody in the U.S. government to misinterpret what I'm right. saying. Yes. U.S. has paid <laughs> attention to the region, but mm-hmm. um, there could be much more. And yes. uh, what has happened is that the Caribbean is seen as middle-income countries, so they're not mm-hmm. desperately poor. Right. Um, yeah. They're flourishing democracies. Mm-hmm. Etc. They yes. don't send masses of migrants to the U.S. and the migrants who go go legally and are usually highly qualified. So, yes. and the region has been largely pro-U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's on an agenda that has the whole world, has North right. Korea, China, right. Middle East, etc. Right. Right. Uh, migrants from from 
Mexico trade mm-hmm. agreements with Canada. And so, it's hard to get on that agenda. But how do you mm-hmm. do that? First of yes. all, the U.S. regards the Caribbean as its fourth border. Mm-hmm. That's very important because it's a very hard border to police. It's sea. Um, you can't build a wall across the sea or a yes. net. So yes. what happens is take the issue of narcotics. Yes, narcotics are being, a lot is being done on controlling narcotics production and transshipment in mm-hmm. the region. Yes. But if there's any lowering of that effort, yes. those suppliers of narcotics will start to use the Caribbean as a conduit. So the U.S. Right. has an interest in its national security uh, that the Caribbean be a place safe and restricting yes. narcotics, etc. Yes, the second right, thing right. is, you have to stoke the interest of the U.S. Mm-hmm. That is where diplomacy comes in, from the level of prime ministers to ambassadors mm-hmm. to the Caribbean community in the U.S. Yes. The third thing is that the best way to get a U.S. policy favorably disposed to the Caribbean is yes. to find common ground with consti- with U.S. constituencies. Got it. This may happen because of you have enlightened people who mm-hmm. see the value of the Caribbean neighbors. That's mm-hmm. one. Two, mm-hmm. they may have particular interests. For example, a lot of trade goes through New, Zer- New Jersey, through mm-hmm. Baltimore, mm-hmm. through Baton Rouge and Miami. Yes. Those yes. are potential allies in saying, look, this trade is valuable to our state. It may not yes. be big in U.S. terms. Yes. Fourthly, yes. you have to find people who, for whatever reason, have an interest in the Caribbean. Maybe mm-hmm. investors, yes. people who supply services like American Airlines. Mm-hmm. All these people have an interest. And finally, mm-hmm. you have to find the goodwill. Yes. For example, yes. One of the things that is possible is you have many very rich and influential people mm-hmm. who have homes in the Caribbean and they have a they have goodwill for for um, the country. So yes. I don't want to name people, but you have top executives, you have top people who have yes. influence, yes, who have yes. homes here, and mm-hmm. if you reach them, they can be a very influential. So those five kind of things. I see. And as small states, you can't afford lobbies, but you try to use inexpensive means such as mm-hmm. websites, um, op-eds in the newspaper. Yes. You try and get everywhere and make your case known. Okay. And that has to start immediately because... You have a new foreign policy team coming in. Yes, Mm -hmm. you will have continuity in terms of the advice that the staff, long-serving staff of state, National Security Council, Mm -hmm. um, the Pentagon, you'll have some continuity in thinking there. At the political level, which is where things are done, Mm -hmm. uh, big policy issues are made. This is a new team. It's a vacuum. It's Mm -hmm. a new slate. Everybody's going to be rushing to mm-hmm. put their agenda. We have to get there early and strategically. strategically. Let me stop there. All right, Richard. Thanks. Hold. Um, we're going to we're going to go to our first break. 
Um, and, and when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. And then we have a, one of our, we have two of our, our, our strong supporters um, also in studio, and we'll inquire of them whether they want to put any questions to you as well. Um, okay, Clive, take it away. All right, stand by. We're going to our first break right now. Um, for persons who are in the chat room, if you have a question that you'd like to ask of uh, Professor Richard Bernal, he's the ambassador, um, please send in your questions right now. We'll have him on for just a few more minutes after the break. After the break, we'll also be contacting uh, Christina Fenton. She has been on hold for some time now, and we'll definitely be talking to her as well. Caribbean nations need to get into formation. This is Beyonce with Formation. Stand by for the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. What happened at the New Orleans? <laughs> Bitch, I'm back. I'm popular the man. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi, catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. in my bag. Swag. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I, oh, oh, yes. I like that. I did not come to play with you hoes. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. I like cornbreads and collard greens, bitch. Oh, yes. You just to believe it. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi, catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama in my bag.
Bill Gates in the making. I, I just might be a black Bill Gates in the making. Yeah, I want it. Skeptics Radio Show. Today on the Yard Skeptics, we are doing the Election Group 30. And what a show it was last week when we oh, actually yeah. opened the floodgates. And man, the comments came in. As a matter of fact, I was seeing um, a report on CNN recently. CNN has been compiling voice messages from citizens all across the, the United States. And quite an array of comments ranging from um, anger to disappointment to rage to elation. So we can't discredit that. There are no. some people who are quite ecstatic about the prospect of um, uh, Trump presidency. And uh, unfortunately, we, we, we are here at Yard Skeptics haven't been able to contact any of those persons. None of those persons decided to call in. We threw no. out the invitation. Um, yes, we did. That they haven't called in. So if, if, if there's any Trump supporter or anyone who is, um, you know, conservative, right wing, please call into the Yard Skeptics Radio Show today. We'd like to hear your views as well. Right before we went on break, we were talking to Professor Richard Bernal, who is the ambassador to the United States of Jamaica. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hello. He... You must get the man title right today. He's a pro vice chancellor. Pro vice chancellor. West Indies. And, and, and he was ambassador of Jamaica to the United States between right. 1991 okay. and 2001. Um, right, 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 but, right. But anyway, before, let me, let me, because, because Ambassador Bernal has to leave us soon, let me bring in a couple of questions from the chat room, Ambassador yes. Bernal. Um, sure. uh, one of them comes from one of your colleagues at UA, Dr. Sharon Smith, and she asked, how do you imagine Jamaica will foster goodwill um, with the Trump regime. And then the second question comes from my, my, my beloved wife, Alison Irvin Sobers, who asks, is the Caribbean going to be able to attract U.S. or international attention without working as a block? Isn't our inability to do anything but ask for aid one of our big problems? So over to you, Ambassador Bernal. Tell us how you, how you would respond to those questions. Um. There is goodwill for the Caribbean mm. in the United States. The fact yes. that Trump has been elected yes. doesn't mean that that goodwill has dissipated. Yes. What I was making, what I was suggesting is we need more than ever at this time to capitalize on our friends, that goodwill, yes. to make sure that 
our agenda is addressed by the U.S. Yes. Remember something. The mm. goodwill is not only in the political arena. It's Correct. It's all the people who know Caribbean people in in, mm-hmm. in um, the U.S. It's mm-hmm. all those people, millions of people who have been to the Caribbean and had a great holiday. Yes. It's people yes. who invest here. It's people yes. who export here. It's people yes. who import from us. Yes. What you have to do is mobilize that. Turning yes. to the second question, um, mm-hmm. clearly we are going to get more attention mm-hmm. if we operate as a group. Indeed, yes. what is happening now is that uh, Europe, China, mm-hmm. the U.S., they are all saying to the Caribbean, we will speak to you as a group. We mm. don't have time to, as much time to give each of you Right. A hearing. We'll speak yes. to you as a group. And incidentally, that group is not just the English-speaking Caribbean. No. For example, the EU has a forum with Latin America and the Caribbean. Mm. The China, mm-hmm. China has a forum with um, Latin America and the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yes. In other yes. words, it's not even a Caribbean group as such. Even a mm-hmm. wider Caribbean, they want to talk to the whole hemisphere. Yes. This is a right. global Mm-hmm. The point is absolutely right. Yeah. Our best prospect of influence is as a group. Let mm-hmm. me say this. When mm-hmm. the Caribbean operates as a group, it has been very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that people have criticized is how we approach trying to get development aid. Yeah. I would say in that regard that the first step is to try and help yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not holding out your hand. You're saying, I have already helped myself. Right. Any assistance that is available just make it more propitious for us to succeed. Quite. We can't start the other way around. And I'm mm-hmm. not suggesting that's what the Caribbean has done. I'm mm-hmm. taking the question that how you approach mobilizing development assistance mm-hmm. is very important. Let me Quite. close on that by saying, when the Caribbean has operated, even the English-speaking Caribbean as a unit, mm-hmm. they have had influence. Yes. It is the English-speaking Caribbean that led the ACP group. Mm-hmm. It is the that group that has developed SIDS and mm-hmm. got influence on climate change. Yes. It was Jamaica was the first, one of the first countries to ban goods from apartheid. Jamaica proposed the Human Rights Year. Trinidad mm-hmm. proposed the criminal, International Criminal Court. Mm-hmm. And it was the English-speaking Caribbean that got small economies into the WTO. So the point mm-hmm. is well taken. Yes. It's essential that we operate as a group. Yes, 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 yes. I, I think so, too. Um, I mean, I know that, I mean, at one time um, you were you know, dean of, of, of the, the, the Caribbean Corps of Ambassadors in Washington. Um, and, in fact, you are instrumental in setting up the caucus. Um, I mean, what advice would you have, um, Ambassador Bernard, for the caucus of ambassadors in Washington in terms of approaching this new Trump administration? I mean, what should they do first? First of all, let me say, I'm happy to take credit for the things I did, but um, I can't take credit for some of the things that I didn't do. The caucus pre-existed. I merely chaired it at a time when there was a rotation. But the caucus now has a big job ahead of it. I'm sure that they realize this. And they're on spot. They have to 
first of all, work together. Yes. Secondly, they have to have a clear, consistent, and realistic message. Yes. If your message is not something within reason, you're not going to get any attention. Right, right. Uh, thirdly, they have to figure out a strategic ap- approach. For example, mm-hmm. when the U.S. and Chiquita were in in collaboration with certain Central American banana producers wanting yes. to dismantle in the WTO the EU banana mm-hmm. preference scheme. Yes. We as ambassadors talked about the economic damage that would happen and we weren't getting a lot of traction. Yes. But when we decided at my instigation to mm-hmm. start to pitch this as a security issue for the U.S., we got a lot more attention. Uh-huh. What I mean uh-huh. by strategic now, you may want a better trade agreement. Yes. You might think that the best way to sell this is to say, U.S., you export mm-hmm. so much to us and we import so much, uh, we sell this to you. Maybe yes. that's not the strategic way to go. Maybe the strategic way to go is to say, look, in the interest of reduced drug trafficking, mm-hmm. stability, democracy, right. we need more trade. So Correct. The, the ambassadors are in a good position to determine the message, mm-hmm. uh, working together and yes. working strategically. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ambassador Bernal. Um, Clive, I just want to, because Ambassador has to leave shortly. Um, Ambassador Bernal, can you give us five minutes so that uh, perhaps I could give um, a couple of sure. uh, in-house guests and a chance to ask you? And then after that, I have to go into a meeting. I know, I know, I know, I know. So um, if we can uh, bring hang in... on. Yeah, man. If we can bring in Christina and Garth. Hi. Christina and Garth, are you there? Yes. I'm, I'm here, yes. Yeah. Okay. Can I'm, you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. And Garth um, is here as well. Gas is there. Okay, well, ladies first. Um, Christina Fenton, just want to know if you had any questions for Ambassador Bernal regarding anything he had said, and then, and then I'll, I'll ask Gas. Okay, first of all, the question that I had was the same yes. question that Alison posed. Aha, uh-huh. so, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's actually perfect. So Gas can now ask any questions okay. he has. Gas? Yes, that, that, um, I'd, I'd like to welcome uh, um, Dr. Ambassador Bernal. And mm-hmm. to, Yes, and to pass on a, um, uh, a compliment from a friend, um, he tend to ask that I say hello. And um, <laughs> that having been done, I, I'd just like to ask for concrete examples of the kind of levers that, that, that we as a group could pull. Um, I know he alluded to, to, um, to one uh, sort of um, one idea there, but what other kinds of levers are there that, that or what leverage do we as a as a group have um, to influence um, the U.S. policy towards us? Okay, two comments. One mm-hmm. is we as a group can have some leverage. I said, for example, in the OAS, yes, uh, there are thirty something countries. The mm-hmm. English speaking Caribbean is almost half of that, and yes. if they build an alliance with Central America they're in a position to block or Mm -hmm. to push through certain initiatives in the OAS, and that has happened in the past. It has. I well remember, perhaps in the late 90s, that there was a time when the OAS decided not 
to renew its support for the Cuba U.S. embargo of Cuba, mm-hmm. yes. and that was because enough countries said no. Um, I, I no. The second thing I want to yes. say is we mustn't think of ourselves only as a unit in ourselves. We are yes. a unit capable of strategic alliances. Yes. For example, when I said the Caribbean led the this, the ACP group, we were able to be in a leadership position, but we got others to build an alliance and increase our numbers. Similarly, yes. for yes. small economies right. in the WTO, mm-hmm. and similarly, in the recent climate change conference in Paris, we were the people who got them to change the minimum target they were looking for for global warming. Yes. Because we were able to argue effectively, we were in imminent and urgent danger of significant damage. Yes. So we can exert, but again, we have to operate as a group, clear mm-hmm. message, build alliances so that we are the core or the leadership role in a wider alliance. And yes. there is wow. a momentous opportunity now okay. to yes. build a so essentially. Essentially, what hasn't happened in several generations will have happened over. Hello? You broke up, Clive. <laughs> what, what he was right. saying, Ambassador. Go ahead, Clive. Say it again. Yes, I, I, I was saying this, this idea of the Caribbean speaking with a unified voice hasn't been successfully happening in, in several generations, but it looked like it will have to happen between now and January. No, I cited many examples, and I could spend <laughs> another hour citing many examples. There are cases where we did not act in unity, where yes. we couldn't agree on a position. Right. That yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. What I would say about this is, there is no guarantee that we will find consensus on certain issues. Yes. But I know that I cite just the banana case. Yes. There were countries that had nothing to do with bananas, like Barbados, who vociferously supported the, the struggle to keep the EU preferential arrangements on bananas. So we yes. have a track record. Yes. And I'm conceding to you that on occasions mm-hmm. when we didn't act as a group, we were not able to influence um, affairs that affect us. Now, yes. let me also add that in recent times, yes. um, the integration process has come to a difficult period. Mm-hmm. Um, right. A lot of countries are looking very much at their bilateral relations. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is a question for leadership. Quite so, mm-hmm. quite so, quite so. Ambassador Richard Dornall. Oh, go I'm ahead. Going go ahead. To end here because how you find leadership, good leadership, and how it operates is beyond my pay grade. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But Ambassador Richard Bernal, thank you very much um, for spending some time with us. I know you are, you have to rush after another meeting. Um, I think absolutely we need to we need to spend an entire show with you because there's just so much to extract um, part to understand. Um, and so we, we really, really thank you. Um, and all the best with your meetings and safe travel back to Jamaica. Thank you very much. All, all right. right. Take care. About Take care. All right. All good. right. So, um, so now that um, we, we, we have some other callers online here, I know we have Christina. She's been on hold. 
um, and Garth as well. Let me just introduce really quickly Dr. Walter Sistrunk. He is a professor of linguistics and ESL at the LaGuardia Community College. And mm-hmm. um, I think I saw a few posts that uh, Walter, Dr. Walter Sistrunk made after the um, announcement of the Trump presidency, the, the impending Trump presidency. Walter, could you tell us some of your initial reactions? And um, was it a surprise that Trump won? Uh, for for me, it wasn't. Um, if the uh, if the election had taken place like two days prior, yes, it would have. Yes, <laughs> I was hopeful. Um, but you know, like people in in my department, my colleagues, we were talking about it, and I just happened to talk to one who was from England, and she reminded me of the British outcome. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was like the day of you know, the election. I was going to, like, vote that evening. Mm-hmm. And it just died. Well, me, like, just one second, Dr. Sistrunk. You didn't vote? No, I was I was talking, when I said I was going to, yeah. I, I was talking about vote. that day. I vote okay. to vote. <laughs> I voted, yes. I was wondering if you changed your mind. You said you were going to, so I was wondering if you changed your mind about the last minute. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking in terms of, at the time, I hadn't voted. So I was going okay. to that evening, yeah, later on right. that evening. Um, but it, at that time, it dawned on me, like, Trump is going to win because this is a general trend. So because you had, you know, first what's going on in Israel, um, uh, then what's going on in, you know, the British outcome, France, and you also had, like, uh, Dominican Republic, you know. So I'm just like, wow, this stuff is going around. So. Right. You know, when Trump started pulling out, I just, I just wasn't surprised. And, you know, in fact, I just like, I said, you know what, I'm just going to sleep through this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just wasn't surprised. But you know, in general, I think it's a wake up call, like in terms of like um, academics and you know activists. Yes. Yes. Um, it's a definite yeah, wake up yeah. call, and I, and I just. Like, for me, it just, you know, because, like, right after the um, the results came in, I just, mm-hmm. you know, was just taking some notes down. Yes. And um, and I think there's, like, some things that it's, a, you know, that it's solidified for me and, and you know, of course, other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, like, one, it, it like, um it like uh, reexamined. We have to, you know, it it redesigned the landscape, right? Yes. And um, in terms of like how people discuss like misogyny, so mm-hmm. you can't discuss misogyny in terms of it, you know, only taking place in certain communities, like yes. you know, primarily. Well, I know that Christina Fenton has some strong views on that. I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> Uh, but finish up, Walter. Finish up. Oh, okay. In, in terms of like, um, you know, it just only, you know, uh, being, you know, in a young male populace in terms of like, uh, you know, black hip hop, you know, populace. So, you know, it changes how we talk about, you know, um, misogyny in terms of, you know, it just being this. Um, you know, just being in this exceptional uh, populace. Yeah. And two, um, 
it proves that racism trumps like sexism, you know, and uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it proves that that you know racism um, is more prominent than sexism because white women show through their vote that they're white first and women second. I've always been so. Um, uh, and also, uh, it, it also shows the ineptness in mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, academic and activists here, you know, yeah. in terms of um, our analysis of what's going on on the ground. Because, uh, right. yeah. you know, most of us, um, you know, we were, like, shocked. Like, a lot of my uh, colleagues and friends, they were just shocked by mm-hmm. the outcome. Yes. Um, yes, and I actually had one colleague of mine who had predicted a Trump win last year. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I was doubting him. You know. Well, my but wife predicted that too, and boy, she was—I was depressed. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people still haven't recovered. Yeah. All right. But let's Some bring in Christina. What the whole thought? I want to bring in Christina at this point. Christina, Christina Fenton is um is one of our our staunch supporters um doing doing uh, doing doctoral studies in psychology so i'd love to hear from you christina as to your as to your personal as well as psychological assessment you know <laughs> of trumpocalypse as i am now calling it yes. your time hi everybody okay hi, so christina. first of all i'm actually doing um i've, I've switched to doing a masters in counseling Oh, um, okay. okay. Yes. All right. I got it wrong. Sorry. Yes, that's that's fine. Um, I probably, in the light of all of this, need to go and continue on to get the doctorate in Please what's do. happening here. Please do. You need to, you need to help us with, with you, look, man, you need to help us with group therapy for the next four years. You <laughs> Well, you know, what is interesting about this whole Trump business, which is yes. how I have referred to it, yes. is that um, initially my reaction was rage. Yes, and outrage mm-hmm. and a very deeply felt depression. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. of course, this is where my, my training in mental health kicks in and becomes very important yeah. because my theoretical orientation is Adlerian psychology. Yes. And that tends to look at things in context. Yes. And the more that I looked at it in context, um, the, the more apparent it, it became to me that, you know, Trump supporters are responding to something that to them is very real. And mm-hmm. so yes. taking the kind of, you know, step back and looking at it with the idea that all behavior is purposive, which is what my theoretical orientation is yes. based on, it yes. makes perfect sense. Okay. So there are a couple of factors that I see in play here. Yes. First of all, this uh, voting for Trump mm-hmm. is an act of resistance mm-hmm. against what, what people who support Trump feel is a yes. system that oppresses them. Yes. Oppresses them financially, ignores mm-hmm. them, makes them invisible, mm-hmm. and basically yes. um, imposes an external view yes. of more pro- of, of greater progressiveness and liberalism on them than they perhaps are ready for. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes. there is yes. that. Um, yes. However, I think ideally the problem is really the messenger mm-hmm. that they've that they've um, chosen. That yes. to me yes. is really the start of the issue. Were yes, Trump correct. a Bernie Sanders, we probably would be having a very um, different kind of response. 
mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the, the desire to uplift the poor and all the things that Bernie stood for. Right. So right, right. in that sense, I think it's the extreme nature of the messenger right. that they chose that, yes, that yes. now has everybody all okay. upset. Christina, hold your thought. We'll have to just go, go to our next break and they'll come right back to you so you can complete your thought. Clive, your turn. All right, cool. So stand by the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. We see that the discussion in the chat room is going quite lively. Um, uh, persons in the chat room, if you have questions, you know, you can ask questions. You can call in right after the break. After the break, I want Christina to address something. So, so far we've been talking about Trump and people um, seeking refuge in Canada, but we have our own conservative threat here in Canada. Just recently, um, MP Kelly Leach, uh, who's a former professor, at the University of uh, Western Ontario, has proposed that um, she, well, first of all, she was ecstatic at the Trump um, win. She, she endorses Trump, and she would like to see screening for immigrants to ensure that they have Canadian values. So I want to hear some of your thoughts on that, Christina, and, and oh, the possibility, the possibility yes. of Canada's <laughs> own conservative threat here um, you know, in the great white north. <laughs> I want to hear about that right after the break. Stand by to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Bojo Bantan with Politics Time again. See you in a minute. Why my people suffer so bad? Oh, is it that should really be sad? Is it? Is it a misplaced melancholy? Why? Well, it's politics time again. Are you going to vote now? My people. Oh, it's 
Jamaica. Who is she? Now who is the Mr. Kim? Yeah, it's your champagne time again now. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's politics time again. The people are going to cry now. Ooh, it's politics time again. Are you going to vote now? Hey, everything we raise, but we won't live on fresh. When the air that we breathe becomes sick with death, then we know that a guy we will never fret. Whenever you're ready, we're ready. No more spot checks. Ready your light when you're heavy. Happy or respect, Lord, 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 no more. No more. Yeah. Well, it's politics time again. Are you going to vote now? Who is worthy? Who is worthy? It's politics time again. Are you going to vote now? Poor people cry. It's the right of senior citizens to vote. By upon them constitution, long time it need a joke. We are fed up with promises and hopeless hope. While the box must be empty, vote don't close. No one harm, no one chose the call. I have them close, y'all. Tons of play greedy. Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive the Coolos Forest, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilaire the Five Reader Sobers. Today, yes, on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are actually concluding our discussion on um, the post-election group therapy. And just before the break, um, we were talking to Christina Fenton. She's here in Canada, and she has been expressing, um, you know, more or less her shock and, and disappointment at the turnout at the polls in the USA. But I asked Christina just before the break, what about the possibility of a conservative right-wing threat here in Canada? Just recently, Kelly Leach, um, the, 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 and she might be the potential leader of the Conservative Party um, whenever they have their own internal um, election. She has proposed screening immigrants to ensure that they have Canadian values before permitting them to enter Canada. So, and, and that of course uh, is, is Trump certainly is one of the a things. Trump is yes, that, that's <laughs> certainly one of the things that Trump has said. You know, the yes. screening of persons from Muslim countries, especially. Yes. What do you think about the possibility of something like that happening right here in Canada? People seem to think that Canada is is, is immune from this sort of ultra right wing um, yes. fascism, quasi fascism. What are some of your thoughts on on that, Christina? Is Canada immune? Uh, no, Canada is by no means mm. immune. Mm. First of all, here's the thing with Canada, and being here um, has been very interesting. Yes. Um, Canada is a society that is based on immigrants. Mm. Most people who are here have ancestry from somewhere else. Yes. Right. Let's not forget that Canada is right now attempting to repair the very deep wounds with the First Nations communities who have yes. been displaced, mm. who have been murdered who have been yeah. in every way possible oppressed by people who landed in their country and decided to claim it. And that yes. Is, yes, there's intergenerational trauma that's happening there. And we, in, who, we who work in mental health, because I am now actively working in mental health, I am right. seeing that, right? Mm-hmm. So Canada is by no means immune. Mm-hmm. However, this is my take on that. At the end of the day, in every country, you have people who will feel marginalized, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and who feel that the political regime of the time does not necessarily include them and their views and their concerns. Mm -hmm. And that is not unique to the United States. Mm -hmm. yes. That group exists in Canada as well. Yes. Where yes. I am in Vancouver is the most expensive city in this country. I didn't it, even know that. Yes, mm. it is. And it is mm. so bad that people are leaving Vancouver in droves simply because they cannot afford housing, mm -hmm. they cannot afford the cost of living here. So they're right. moving to far more remote parts of BC. Right. Now, what that yeah. tells me is that it's, it's a basically the same thing that Trump mm. voters have been complaining about. So the issue is real, right? But is it and, really real? This is where I kind of have a problem. Because when I look at some of the... Because first of all, uh, many of the Trump voters, um, certainly based upon available data, um, exit polling and otherwise, would suggest that the bulk of them, the, certainly the white ones, are, are not suffering economically. They're not, the te they're not the ones who have, I mean, according to what I've read, many of them are earning above 72,000 U.S. dollars a year. Um, well, remember so, that uh, that is relative, you know, right? Right. What what a year could buy could buy But, 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 but Hilaire, what, what about what about the people in the what they call the rust belt? Exactly. You know, those coal miners and so is is, is people have a those genuine people, fear? No, of people like that I think are need. No, no, the people like that I think are need of Christina services because <laughs> I honestly think. <laughs> That they are, 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 are more than detached well, from reality. Well, I'm sorry, I may sound, I suppose I sound like, you know, a snobby liberal elite, but I'm like, get it, get it together, folks. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I have to tell you, as a, as a Caribbean, somebody from the Caribbean, from Jamaica, right, where I, have, I know what it is like when government really don't work, okay, yeah. and yeah. when people really are so far. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm a, a tad unsympathetic, right, to people who essentially, you know, um, who essentially buy into, you know, the, 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 the pied pipe of bullshit, right, yes. Donald Trump, and then you know, whine about, well, you know, nobody not listening to them, nobody not talking to them, they're being left out. Rubbish. Did they, did they, yeah. what, is, and then you're going to essentially go back to the same people. Republicans who tanked the economy eight years ago, right? right? Because of their symbiotic relationship to vulture capitalism. And then you're going to turn around and say, well, so as far as I'm concerned, they need people like Christina for come do, do some group therapy, man. <laughs> Get them out of this goddamn <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. But anyway, that's what's going on. Actually, that's precisely the point, is it not, Hilary? At the end of the day, these are people whose experiences are really quite limited, right? Yes. And that. Remember, too, that suffering is also quite relative. When right. you come from the Caribbean, like we bullshit. have... I when think you it's straight-up bullshit. Okay, and I, bullshit. and I get why you feel that way. <laughs> yeah. And to a degree, I, I agree with you, yes. as someone who has also come from Jamaica and had a lot of issues with the political systems there. And, you know, yeah. so that, a lot of you, this... You, you have Ghanese ancestry, too, so you well, don't we know Well, we had to run goes. away from Ghana for precisely the same reason. Precisely. So yeah. Coming here and thinking, okay, this is not really a problem on the scale that we, I have experienced it, right. but that's because I'm coming from a different set of experiences. Right. People who have right. been here their entire lives, this is awful. Right, 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 yeah. right. And right. therefore, you have to you have to honor that. You have to honor yes. that person's experience, even though to you it's actually very mild, as opposed to the severity we are used to. Yeah. But the big right. thing here to me in that standard all right. in all I'm, I'm, I'm oppression. To, just, just, just one, one second, Christine. I want to hear from Garth uh, a, a little bit. 
based mm. on some of the, the, the posts that I've seen, um, you know, that, that Garth tends to do from time to time. Garth sounds like a very empathetic person, and he, more so than Hillier, might be able to, to, to kind of empathize with some of these persons who are just fearful of, um, you know, the, the, the continued economic degradation of the United States and, and so on. Guys, do you have any empathy for these people who are looking for a savior, looking for a way out, and therefore um, see Trump as the potential messiah? Well, I, I do see it as what you're saying, looking for a savior and looking as a way out. But mm-hmm. empathy is not exactly how I describe how, um, how I... I tend to view that. Um, the, yes. uh, uh, Christina's point about relativity is, uh, is point taken. The, the, the fact of the matter is that what happened in this election is that people en masse sold yes. out their principles to empty promises of, mm-hmm. of better economic times. Oh, you mean they and, went back and, to their principles? They went back to their principles of racism. <laughs> anyway, go on. Perhaps that that is in fact true, mm. but the, um, yeah. what had been what had come to at least in my mind to represent the American psyche in terms of um, a more progressive view, uh, 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 an empathetic view, at, yes. in or, as looking at other people, that has been thrown out the window. Right. The um, America has long has long traditions of welcoming immigrants to this country, legal right. or the illegal immigrants. Well, I don't know yes. about the welcome part in Agath. I think that's yes. a problem. It's probably not so much a welcome. It's probably not such a welcome. No, they have, in fact, in terms of policy, done so. I don't no, draw sir. a definite you know, no, the whitening of America. Hello, please. No, I, when no, you I, look, when you look, hold on a minute. Hold on, God. You don't know, sir. You don't know, sir, this country. I mean, deliberately, deliberately open the gates of immigration for Europeans, okay, but limited it for Asians and Africans. No, I, I recognize those, yes. those historical facts. But yes. at the same time, I, the, the, I don't tend to draw the distinction between legal and illegal immigration because mm-hmm. I consider the illegal immigration aspect of it, of the immigration policy of this country, mm-hmm. because yeah. of the fact that the economy demands those... That yes, it does. And, yes, it does. And so... They, they they let them in. Right. It's, it's, it's a deliberate action mm-hmm. or a deliberate inaction to facilitate, yes. you know, the filling of that it's demand. It's the story of the Americas, you know. You need to have an underclass that you can exploit. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, yeah. as, 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 as Sir Hillary Rebecca said, we are in the, what he calls the third phase of, of, of plantation America. Plantation. That's exactly yeah, that's where it. we're at. Mm-hmm. I agree with, 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 with that um, diagnosis mm-hmm. of, of our situation. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah. The, um, in, in terms of abandoning conscience, though, I do see that as a factor that has mm-hmm. occurred in this, in this particular vote. If you mm-hmm. look at the evangelical church, for instance, and, and their tendency to support the, the nominee, mm-hmm. the, um, that can only be put down to the fact that, that they are willing to set aside their principles for the hope of a greater principle. No, 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 but, of, no, but hold on a minute. But God, to... God, God, yes. God, you're being utterly too charitable and too generous. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they have, this is, they this have... is why I said we should give God a chance. God is one, the only no, person. No, one small interjection. Uh, uh, one, apparently. No, sir. One final interjection. 
one final interjection before I go and shut up for the next few minutes. And that is that <laughs> evangelicals have one principle, and that is we have no principles. That's the principle. And, you know, that analysis is perhaps very um, uh, on point. But, yes. but the fact that they, for the sake of the chance of controlling the Supreme Court, throughout everything that they have practiced and taught for their, um, and rationalized the opposite, is, is uh, to me a, 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 a clearly a, a complete sellout, and um, and and something that cannot be you know be supported in any rational type of argument. Yeah, um, right. So that, that's how I see that. Yes. Well, all right. I, I want to go to Walter really quickly because we will have another break coming up. Walter, you're still there. Right? Yes, I'm here. Walter, you grew up in Detroit, Michigan. You saw what happened when the auto industry pulled out and how Detroit kind of went down under, right? I hear that squirrels are in Detroit right now purchasing houses. You know, the, the housing market really knows after the pullout of the auto industry. And you had a lot of these persons who were, you know, really worried about their future, worried about their 401k, Worried about mm-hmm. the tuition of the children, and here comes um, a candidate who promises to make America great again. <laughs> can you run these people? Can you blame these people for for, for um, you know finding some some kind of solace in the in, in, in the message that Trump was bringing, given the kind of devastation that you yourself, Walter, saw happening in in Detroit, Michigan? Walter, tell me about that. Right. Um... Oh well, I was born yes, I was born and raised in the rest state, rest state of Ohio, uh, not not Michigan, but I did spend 15 years in in, uh, in Michigan. Okay. Um, but yeah, just to answer your question, uh, I think it goes back to what you guys were talking about um, before, um, in terms of rationalizing why people are voting for Trump, and I think it goes back to like uh, one of UE graduates' um, thesis. Uh, the social contract, yes. uh, Charles Mills. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we have to understand that racism is just basically the civil religion of, mm-hmm. like, you know, Western, you know, just the West in general, right? And that's include yes. like, uh, you know, England, France, all of them, um, the EU uh, and the United States. Or I should say the Americas. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's America. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's just the uh, it's, it's just the social contract, and we were just like left out of that social contract. So, what in fact that you know people who voted for Trump um, is banking on is, is that social contract, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's based on whiteness, and yes. they're expecting to get their check. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, that's the short of it. Right. So, so, so in, in a way, we shouldn't be too surprised that, um, no. you know, what, what some people call white fright kind of propelled um, persons to, 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 to swing to the conservative side, to the ultra-conservative, ultra-conservative, <laughs> alt-right side. You know, they've, and, been and since, they've been doing that yeah. since emancipation. Yeah, it's not really a white flight. I think it's, um, you know, as I, you know, when I put up on when I, my response to the to the um, to the election, that it's, you know, it's a neo redemption era. You know, and this mm-hmm. has happened like right after Reconstruction. Right. Um, you had um, white people, 
you know, feeling the, you know, their loss of the agrarian estate mm-hmm. of the South, um, that they had to, re- you know, they had to redeem uh, the landscape. Mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, it's the same thing now. And I mean, when you think of Trump, you know, yeah. make America great again, it's going yeah. back to yeah. the redemptive, these yeah. redeemers of the South, you know, the agrarian as well, the, the great white state. And, you know, yeah. and this is basically what they're talking to. And so yeah. despite, you know, what happened in the rest state, I mean, because yeah. Trump, he had like several uh, casinos that failed in Gary, Indiana. Yeah. You know, despite that, you know, um, people, you know, they, they rely on this basic principle, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just as American as apple pie. Right, you know, right. Um, you know, they want their check. You know, they're white, and they want their check. Walter, we have to go yeah. down the break. Um, but so, so please hold the line. Uh, Christina, God, stay with us. I just want to let folks know that around 120, we're hoping to be joined by Olivia Streeter, um, from who is, who is a British lawyer based in Scotland. Um, was a was a colleague of mine in the human rights field before, um, and she, I'm hoping, will give us a perspective on Trump the Trumpocalypse as well as Brexit. You know, for 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 international, you know, to give us some international context. So, Clive, let's go to the next break and come back in a few minutes. All right. <laughs> so, as soon as we get from the break, I'd like um, our panelists to kind of touch on the role of the media in all of this. Just last night, I was in a discussion and somebody voiced the opinion that um, the, the, the pollsters shouldn't have made their results, um, you know, available to the to the media, shouldn't have made their results available to the public. Tell us what you think about that. Do you think, uh, you know, the media had a big role to play in the election? All right, so we're going to our next break right now. This is Etana with I Rise. Stay tuned to the Other Skeptics Radio Show.
Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clyde the Cold Old Forester, and today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are actually concluding um, the second part of our group therapy that we needed right That's after the uh, U.S. election. I mean, um, you know, if, if if any of you are on Facebook, you've been noticing that Hillier has been releasing a series of Facebook Live videos uh, where he is doing some, uh, I guess, mini therapy sessions. Yes. Uh, therapeutic for him, of course, and I'm getting therapeutic <laughs> for those who uh, log on and, and leave comments and yes, so I on. Yes, I you have so logged on, you know. I don't understand your cool. You don't log <laughs> well, on, you don't comment. I don't I, understand your I, 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 I only notice it afterwards. I only notice it after it's uploaded. Ah, you know, after okay, it's uploaded, okay, that's what okay. I see. So, um, yes. so he has been releasing these uh, these videos. But you see... One of the things, in addition to this discussion of the media, that I want our panelists to consider when I um, bring them back in is, well, isn't it time to get over it? Fine. The elections happened. Um, you know, we got the results. Now we know the results. Let's get over it. Let's, um, you know, regroup and move forward. Stop the whining. Stop the belly aching. Stop the, oh, I need therapy. What about that perspective as well? I'm going to bring in um, Walter, Christina, Garth, and Dr. Alison Irvin Sobers just called in a while ago. She had the question about the media. I'm going to ask Alison to lead off that discussion. Alison, what are some of your views on the role of the media in the recent elections? Do you think the pollsters should have been publicizing their results? Do you think it should have been public knowledge? Did it help or hinder um, what the result was in the election? What do you think, Alison? Uh, uh, afternoon, everybody. Can, um, can you hear me? Good afternoon. Yeah, man. We're hearing you well, Ali. Okay. Um, in, in, in terms of the media, Clive, I kind of agree with you. The elections are gone, and Donald Trump is the president of the U.S. Right. Um, so unsentimental, think, my dear wife. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I want to what I want to mention about the media, which I think is more concerning than the particulars of this election result. I'm mm. reading a Pew survey that says that 62% of U.S. adults get their news their news yes. on social media. That's right. Oh yeah. And, and at oh, the yes. same time, and at the same time, social media has completely um, abdicated any responsibility for making sure that they don't peddle shit for the world mm-hmm. to read um, on, their, on their platform. Quite. So essentially we have an election where, where a good half of the population um, in the United States were consuming things that they weren't even sure was factual, that were factual mm-hmm. or were well-researched or anything like that. Yes. And then, and then to, on the back end of this election result, the same, the same mainstream media now has decided that they're going, to, they're going to conspire to pretend that this is about white economic anxiety and not racism. So mm-hmm. we've had now countless shows about, you know, the poor white working class and we should all understand the white working class and blah, 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 blah. Um, yes. Which which has nothing to do with with attacking um, people of color and putting swastikas on people's things and all of that mm-hmm. if it's about anxiety. So yes. I, think, yes. I think, yes, what I want to say is that the media, social mm-hmm. media, uh, is going to more and more be a worrying aspect of democracy. Yes. Unless, 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 because, because I'm sorry, it is very clear that it's not, we are not, 
we're not in a position to say to people, well, you know, you have to use your own judgment to see whether this is um, real news or not. Clearly, mm-hmm. people right. are not doing that. Right, and on top of that, we're in a kind of post-fact era, you know, mm-hmm. where indeed even, I mean, facts really don't matter. You know, in fact, um, I mean, I was just reading an article this morning, I think there's a French philosopher, you know, who was commenting on the rise of um, uh, Marine, how do you pronounce her last name, Ali? Le Pen? Le Pen. Mm-hmm. Le Pen. Le Pen. Um, mm-hmm. And was commenting that, um, you know, that part of her rise is due to, um, the, the due to people not really caring so much about fact, but more about personality, and to the extent mm-hmm. to which that personality, you know, captures their own anxieties and fears, you know. So, I mean, that's to me also. This is one of the things that I think that social media now serves to amplify, you know. But anyway, back to you, and then you know we'll get to the others. Ali. Right and right and then and then and therefore to. To, to take this a little bit out of the United States. Yes. This is a this is a concern that is going that is global because we yes. have we have that we have that um nut job in the Philippines. Yes, um, <laughs> um we have we have Western Europe, we have we have the rise of, of um, a, a kind of soft version of fascism in Eastern Europe. Yes. Um, trust me, if somebody, if a man came, some, particularly a man, but if a man came up in Jamaica tomorrow and started railing against gay people and, you know, mm-hmm. Chinese people coming down and buying up half the property and we have yeah, to man. take back our country, he would also, he would win by a landslide. Land mm-hmm. So this, this, is a, this is a global issue. Which yes. makes it even more worrying. Yes, yes, yes. Christina, yes. did you yes. have a comment? Yes, but I am in full agreement with what she has said, and that's what I, that's why I was saying that Canada is not immune, and neither mm-hmm. is any other society, because mm-hmm. what has happened is that systems of oppression that sustain society um, mm-hmm. are done. You know, they they the reach is also through the media. Right, mm-hmm. so the media really does preserve that which is, so that society yes. can continue in the way that they're currently existing. Yes. And the truth of the matter is, this is a global problem because the systems of the access to things, social justice is just not a thing in a yes. lot of different mm-hmm. countries. And if social yes. justice did exist and everyone did have equal access to basic things, mm-hmm. then a lot of this would disappear. But our hatred of other right. mm-hmm. is something that. In a, for a lot of people's experiences, is very real. Yes. It yes. may not be our reality because, truthfully, we do intersectionality is is mm-hmm. where a lot of us exist, right? We're privileged right. in certain respects and oppressed in others. Right. But there are people whose whose scale of oppression versus privilege is really so tipped that they really do feel more oppressed than they do feel privileged. And the one right. privilege they may have is the fact that their skin is white. Yes. And yes. therefore, if that's the only privilege that you think you have. That's the bargaining chip that you're going to play in every single discourse that you have with another person. Right. And coming yeah. back to what Clive has said about can't we just get over it? Well, we've been telling black people that, we've been telling Jews that, we've been telling mm-hmm. women that for years. Yes. No, yeah. you cannot just get over it because right. what it has done is shone a huge spotlight mm-hmm. on a problem that has been festering in society for a very long time that we've right. never actually had a, a fruitful discussion about. Mm-hmm. And we have once, as uh, to quote Dr. Phil of all people, what mm-hmm. he said is, you cannot change what you want. Somebody needs to be a hero. Yeah, yeah. and you can't change what you want to acknowledge. And for yeah. the most part, racism and sexism in the modern day has not yeah. been acknowledged in a way that 
that helps it to be resolved in any meaningful way. Yes. And that's a serious right. issue. Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, guys, any, any views on that, guys, about the media? Before I talk about the media, I, I'm in complete agreement with Alison's and uh, Christina's sentiments. Yes. Um, sorry, are, are very poignant. And, um, mm-hmm. and yes, the media did play an outsized role in, in terms of this election. Um, the, the unprecedented kind of coverage that the, the candidate who has prevailed in the election got at the beginning, mm-hmm. because everyone thought that he was a joke, because he right. was completely unpredictable, and um, mm-hmm. and was the story of every day, you know, because you never know, you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth, and, and of course that was I still sensational. Don't. Um, <laughs> but but that drove media to to grant a certain sort of uh, an equivalency between right. the two candidates when there was. You know, a, a goal between them that was that as wide as can possibly be. Right. That was not explored yes. by media, um, as they did this. Um, uh, yes, you know, this this this, this promulgating this propaganda um, of promoting the, the the sensational candidate. Right. It's, Celebrity. Um, it, it's something yet that will come to 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 haunt their activities going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Because they recognize this themselves. But isn't that and, how we um, do it in Jamaica too? I mean, but, but also, but uh, but but also, yes, let's Ali. be honest. The tra- let's be honest. The trashing of Hillary Clinton because right. the media, ha- the media in America, hammered on 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 something that every time you actually drill down to examine it, there was nothing there. Yeah, they kept caring yeah. about emails and corruption and this right. and yeah. that and that. And it was always well. We can't really find anything, but let's email corruption. And I mean, they also, but, you know, they also did yes. the Clinton campaign in. I agree because I mean, when well, you compare, well, when you compare, for example, I mean Donald Trump's particular track record, you know, when it comes to you know the very least share the business. Okay, I yeah. mean this is this is established. I mean he's just had to yeah. be. He's just he's just settled a suit a um, relating to Trump University for twenty five million. Fraud. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I don't really get this notion, you know, um you know, this 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 I mean almost this 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 this, this fetish, this obsession, you know, with, with, with Hillary Clinton and her supposed, you know, shady business. And I agree with Alison. I mean there's a there's a there's a, a much of it I think is is rooted in misogyny. Um you know, which, 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 you know, which, I mean, but on the other hand, I mean, you know, there are contradictions because Hillary Clinton, as things stand now, has won the popular vote by a significant margin, upwards of two million votes so yes. far. Yes. 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 Well, anyway. So, well, here, here's the thing. Well, uh, I, I'm seeing that Olivia Streeter is now on our switchboard. I'm yes. going to welcome her into the, uh, Olivia, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Olivia Streeter, how are you? Hello, dear. I'm good. How are you? Very good. Well, we're welcoming Olivia Streeter from, hey. from Switzerland, um, you know, where it is now, it is now, I think, about 7.24 p.m. Yes. Um, so, so good evening to you, or, or um, what should I say, bonsoir? Well, you could, you could say 
Guten, guten Abend, because we're in German-speaking part of the Sorry, <laughs> Guten Abend, Guten Abend, Guten Abend, Guten Abend. Well, welcome, Olivia. I just want to introduce you to the rest of our panel. Um, I introduced you first. So, well, you know Clive already since we interviewed you. Um, we have on, we have on, in, in the studio, so to speak, Walter Sistrong. We have Christina Fenton. Um, we have Garth Bellapena. And, of course, we have Alison Irvin Sobers. So Olivia. Hi Olivia. Hi Alison. <laughs> Olivia, I def I, I so def definitely want to hear from you. I mean, I want to hear you put into context, not to um put into context what I can't call this Trumpocalypse in the context of what happened in the land of your birth. Uh, Brexit, Britain. Uh, so so take it away for us. Well, I don't know. What can I say? Well, after having <clears throat> taken a decision to commit collective national suicide, as I see it, although apparently 17 million of my fellow uh, Brits didn't agree with me, um, we are now seeing the shockwaves go to across the channel. It's really quite terrifying, actually. What, what I, I, I think there's a sense of responsibility in the UK that, by, I mean, you've probably talked about this already, but you know, by... Having uh, in a parliamentary, allegedly, mm-hmm. still parliamentary democracy, um, yes. having a referendum, which is quite unusual for us, and now yes. having unleashed this kind of wave of popularism, we're seeing it spread across to America. Yes. And now we are faced with other elections coming up. We have one in France. There's Marine Le Pen, who is, as you know, slated to possibly yes. get in after years and years and years of trying. So, yes pretty scary right now <laughs> yes 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 but, but olivia were you able i mean as a well, i'm not sure what the system is but as a as a british citizen were you able to cast a vote in the referendum from where yes. you were in switzerland yes they allow you to have a vote for 16 or 15 years i can't remember exactly after you leave the uk so i have another five years yes you had I another leave. five years yes. um Quick question before I before I bring Clive in. What do you make? What's your view? I mean, and I'm asking you to put on your lawyer's hat. Well, what do you make of? I think was it? Um, I can't remember whether at what level it was. Um, high whether court. It was a, a high court. High yes. court decision on the on 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 on, on, on essentially deciding that it's Parliament that has to trigger. I think Article 50. Um, what's your assessment of it? Well, like, I, where for do you me. Think? It yes. was a relief to yes. see the judiciary do their job and step in. Mm-hmm. And it was an excellent judgment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what grounds the government is going to appeal on, but I'm yes. sure they'll, they'll try and find something. And I really hope that in due course, it's going to be, it's the first case that's going to be heard by all 11 judges of the Supreme right. Court. Supreme that's never Court. happened before. It's right. a measure of how important this is going to be. And it's been yes. fast-tracked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was shocking was you probably heard about it was the misinformation that was spread about what their ruling related to yes. and what their role is was absolutely shocking. We had the Daily Mail calling mm-hmm. the judges the enemies of the people, wow. and um, on the Lord the um, Lord Chancellor was asked to come in and 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 make a statement reiterating the importance of the role, the function of the judiciary. Mm-hmm. She very, very belatedly did that. She is yes. the, one of the first occupiers of this post that isn't a lawyer, and many people think she doesn't really understand. Oh, she's not like, a lawyer. No, she's not a lawyer. Oh, she I didn't realize that. No, she's not a lawyer. She's the first okay. time ever. 
The okay. Law Society put out a statement, I think it was the Friday before last, which they yes. put out a weekly uh, briefing to lawyers. And it was a statement talking about, you know, reiterating the importance of the independence of the judiciary. Yes. yes. Now, I mean, this may sound like a neo-colonialist point of view, and maybe it is, I don't know. Yes. But yes. I'm used to reading statements like that referring to countries quite far away from the UK. It was yes. very shocking for me in 16 years that I've been reading these briefings yes. to read that coming from the Law Society. that They felt that mm -hmm. um, the structure that we have in the UK to safeguard uh, democracy is under such threat that they needed to put out a statement. For me, wow. that was very telling. Yes. So, and yes. I really feel that lawyers need to be speaking right now. We need to be active. There's a real need to remind people what our constitution is. It's unwritten, but we have one. Yes. And um, state institutions are under threat. They are under yes. threat in the UK. They are under threat in the US. Mm -hmm. Never mind Turkey, where you know everyone is just systematically right. demolishing everything. Yes. Um, it's like a domino effect, and it's mm -hmm. concerning. Yes. Yes. One more question I wanted to put to you before I, before I, I open it up a bit for Clive and the others. Um, I mean, there has been certainly in here in the U.S., um, there have been, there's been a significant spike in, I suppose, you know, hateful incidents, you know, against... Hate crimes. Hate crimes. Hate crimes. Um, you know, I think the Southern Law Poverty Center has, mm. has, has up to, I think, on Friday, I think they had... There, I think they had they had reported about 700 um, between the time that Trump um, mm. you know, was was you know was 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 elected and and then so over call it a 10 day period. Um, I'm aware, but I don't have any sort of specifics that there have been spikes also of of, of hate crimes and harassment, you Huge. know, of 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 Muslims and and and, and others. Well, not um, just Muslims. People of people of color and so on. Mm. I mean, what what's your, what's your sense of what's going on now, Olivia? I mean, is it that, significantly... that, a, that a nascent ray, uh, yeah. a nascent um, part of the national psyche, which is racist and xenophobic, has been given space yes. to come to the surface, and it is erupting like nothing yes. we have ever seen before. I think it's been a Something ridiculous. I can't. I, I don't remember exactly what the percentage is, but it's an, a huge increase right. in reported instance of yes. hate crimes and mm -hmm. racism. Yes. And also, actually, just um, some of it is race related. Some of it relates to religion or yes. people making assessments about what they perceive to be somebody else's religion. And some of it is just mm -hmm. people speaking a foreign language. There've been all sorts of Germans, you know, Spanish, all sorts of people. Rep telling anecdotal stories about people coming up to them and saying, go home, go home. I mean, mm -hmm. horrendous. Just what are we doing? And, you know, five years ago when we had the Olympics, I felt so, mm -hmm. well, proud. I mean, yes. I'm not proud of, my, of the history of the UK, of course not, but right. proud of where we had come to through reckoning with our, to some degree, with our painful past. Yes. Reckoning with things like racism in the police service, the Stephen Lawrence inquiry and all the rest of it. Right, right. Representing ourselves as a country which was more evolved than our European partners in terms of things like, yeah, protection mm -hmm. against discrimination in yes. law and in practice. Yes. That is just, it, I, I can't believe where we are now in comparison mm -hmm. to where we, are, where we were five or six mm -hmm. years ago. It's astonishing how a country yes. can do that. Yes. So. Yes. All right. The only good thing is that yeah. many people are coming up and, and, yes. and there's a kind of fight back. 
fight back. You think so? But where is that coming from? I mean, before I bring other folks, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little more time than that. Oh, where is that coming from? Well, I mean, it's coming from a lot of people who feel similarly to me, maybe outraged and mm. that we need to stop being noisy. Yeah, but is it being organized? I mean, is it being organized through political channels or is it, you know, more, 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 more sort of, you know, civil society? I mean, how do you see it? Well, there's, I mean, Tony Blair, God help us if he comes back, is, is threatening oh, no. return to politics and yes. uh, the Lib Dems. But then there's also, there's social media. We are the yes. 48%. There's various different groups, various different Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Olivia. Um, um, Clive, are you there? No, I think he's busy. All right, I just want to find out. Um, Alison, did you have any questions? Christina, Garth, Walter? Uh, no, I'm good. Is that Walter? Yes, yes, I'm here. Yes, go ahead, Walter. Oh, no, I'm good. I, I don't You're have good? any questions. All right, yes. Christina? Yeah, I don't have quest a question, but I do... Comments? I do just want to say that um, what happened with Brexit was very surprising. Mm -hmm. um, I think... You know, in a lot of ways, I, I well, I wonder if, um, and therefore, I guess maybe I do have a question. I yes. wonder if what happened in Brexit um, mm -hmm. fueled what happened with Trump mm -hmm. and gave, um, you know, kind of bolstered that position perhaps a little more than it would have been bolstered had Brexit mm -hmm. not happened. Because I really do believe that events across the world tend to be quite related. Yeah. And as much as the U.S. prides themselves on being independent, they do look at a lot of what happens, especially in the U.K. And there's, mm -hmm. I feel that like there's a lot of cue taking from what happens there. And yeah. therefore, it comes back to, you know, um, what happened? <laughs> Is it that Brexit? I'm just throwing it out there as, my, as right. it comes to my head. Right. I wonder to what degree did Brexit make, help to make Trump possible? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Alison, did you have any comments or questions? Yeah, I, I I just I just have a I just have a comment, um, and and again it's kind of related to the Brexit thing. Yes. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure what there is that we can do. Okay, in the Brexit thing, um, people were lied to. Yeah. They were lied mm -hmm. to. There was a, there was a, yes. there was a thing going around about you know money that is being sent to Europe is going to now bolster national health and I mean people were straight up lied to. And there was no, there was no, um, what's the word I want? There was no, there were no consequences for any of these people when people discovered that they were being lied to. Yes. And I'm, I'm wondering how in a democracy you're going to function mm -hmm. if, if, if it doesn't matter if, if your leadership class lies to you. I mean, yes. you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Olivia? Well, there is a law case in the works apparently around challenging the lies that the mm -hmm. leave campaign put out mm. around brexit i don't know how much success they're going to have i haven't looked at the arguments but i mm. uh, what can i say i agree with you it's incredibly worrying and it and it's i mean we have politicians doing this and then in the u.s maybe you already talked about it we have now the issue of the fake news that possibly also swung the election in the U.S. Right, yes, right. So it mm -hmm. seems like the standards that we've been holding ourselves to in journalism or in terms of facts, are, everything is up for grabs right now somehow. But is it any different in Europe? I mean, I mean, do you have the same problems of, you know, fake you know, journalism, I mean, generally in, in Europe and specifically Switzerland? I don't, I, the Swiss, Swiss press is all 
pretty rubbish. Right. <laughs> right, I don't really like the Swiss. I mean, the Swiss press is eh? sort of it, the Swiss press is kind of a combination of um, very okay. light and quite turgid. It, it's not, yeah. Mm. In the in the UK, I mean, we have this, we have issues around ownership, independent or lack of independent ownership of the press, and yes. there's all sorts of issues around press regulation. But mm-hmm. I think it's really important right now that people fund independent or as independent as possible journalism. Right, 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 right. But also, but just to go back to what Christine had raised, I mean, do you see, do you see Brexit, you know, as kind of fueling, you know, the rise of Trumpocracy? Here at all, and I mean, and absolutely. If so, okay. Yeah, um, I, think re- I think the relationships are reciprocal. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you got to think, um, like here in the United States, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like a unilateral relationship like Braxton and Florence, mm-hmm. like the U.S. Because you got to think back, like the Tea Party, they started in 2008. Yes. Yeah. Right, like right after Obama's election. So correct. Um, correct. That was building up into this. Um, so. Mm. Um, so I, I blame, you know, part of that. Um, well, I mean, I I see, you know, part of the, the building of that movement early, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and in terms of like um, the insurgence of like this new insurgence of of, of like this uh, new racism. Right. I think that started back with Bush, you know. Yes. Um, mm. You know, and the and the um, it was just a reaction to the Arab Spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you know it goes back then. Um, I mean, and then you see like the repercussions of it um, playing off in um, like England, like right after like 9/11, uh, yes. the shooting of the uh, the Brazilian guy in the, in the subway. You know they, yes. they you know mistook mm-hmm. him as being like Arab. So yes. uh, to me, yes. yeah, I mean it goes yeah, as you say, you know, like I mean as I'm saying all the way back to 2000, 2000, um, 2001. Um, so, um, you know, so yes, I, I do think they're like, you know, they're interconnected. Um, and I do like part of the blame that I, um, that I place on the insurgence of this, like what I'm calling like this redeemer, um, this white redeemer movement, you know, mm-hmm. um, is partly due to. I guess us progressives and the and the cultural war that we was fighting versus the political one yes. that like these conservatives were fighting. Because um, right. as, as I was saying earlier, right. we failed, you know, with our um, analytical tools to predict that this was happening. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. So, yes, it seems so. Um, before we go to our, our final break, Olivia, I want to ask you. I just came to mind. I mean, how do you see the relationship uh, developing between Prime Minister Theresa May and President Donald Trump? I mean, do you think that is going to be is going to look like the relationship between um, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and President Reagan of old? Um, and, and and I mean, how do you see it? I mean, what how do you imagine that relationship to be, given what you know of both? Uh, both personalities, Olivia. I, I don't know. I mean, I think May has the risk of making Thatcher look like a liberal, I think we could be looking at something ten times Whoa. worse than well, you see, really? Reagan, to be honest. Um, oh my god. I I yeah, I mean I, I think that it was very telling the difference in how uh, May talked about Trump and how Merkel talked about Trump and you've mm-hmm. probably read about the statement that the um, mm-hmm. 
that Merkel put out where she made very clear that they were willing to cooperate with the USA yes. on the basis of their commitment to particular shared values. And yes. in contrast, the U UK just looked desperate in a way. And I mm -hmm. guess post-Brexit, they are quite desperate. Um, yes. And yes. Uh, desperate to make trade relationships, de desperate to get back in the US's good books. Mm-hmm, um, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to take our final break, um, 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 ladies and, and, and gentlemen. Um, I see Clive has been having a lot of problems, both of us, technical problems this morning, this afternoon. Um, but I'm happy that he's back. So um, we're, going to go, we're going to go out to our next break. Clive, take it away. Clive? Okay. Not hearing Clive. Um, so I'm just going to ask. I will. All right, we're gonna just we're just gonna go to our next break. Um, hold the line, folks. Lower it back to the base mode. All right, here we go. Let's start with hope. Threw it in the middle like a skipping stone The ripples one son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander-in-chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal wave Reaction to what I tried to do A rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on Bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for Weekend Pat him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. Spooks to herd and we all bleed in the stampede Fear makes a false friend indeed And I take it seriously Oh, hear me now For the truth gets drowned out By a demigod flexing A demigod flexing Peace history repeating Am I angry? You ask, am I angry? And I had a loss for words. After all, we've done every battle hard won, every hair gone gray in the name of this place. I pledge my allegiance. 
to a place of celebration of multiculturalism and, and all of that. And and I yes. have to say that that I too have have been disillusioned that way about this United States, especially after having living through uh, the the past eight years. And right. that illusion that I had been under is now completely shattered. Mm-hmm. Um, the the um, position of activist that, that I had um, taken, you know, through this time, I recognize is not something that's going to pass. This, right. It's a lifelong um, avocation, and it's something that we have to persist with. Um, you know, continuously through our yeah. lives, we we can never right. rest in our laurels, and that, uh-huh. uh, this society is indeed as fragile as it uh, ever has been, and and is becoming very much more so. I uh-huh. had postulated once before that 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 were this person to prevail, and you know, the conservatives to prevail through this election, that that period could only last four years before a revolution right. of of liberalism would would crush it. Yes, I really don't know about that now, and yes. um, yeah, and it, it is right. really up to us to work as hard as we can. Yes, I think we have Clive back. Clive, are you there? Yes, are you hearing me? Yes, I'm hearing you now. I'm hearing you now. Um, Walter Sistrunk, right. do you have any? Give us a couple of couple, give us your view on 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 how you see this new appointments um, as an American citizen. I have <laughs> I, I agree with um he was what, what said. He just yes. Yeah. Yes. Um in terms of like um wanting him to fail, um, I mean a a Trump success is a failure for the people, so Yes. Um Well so even well, if he well, fails here's, this, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing, yeah. Walter, because um so the, the the United States, the pendulum of social justice in the United States tends to swing back and forth. So mm-hmm. the United States um, got the British out, so it swung, so the pendulum of social justice swung that way. So they got the British out, and then they started their economic structure on slavery. So the pendulum swung back. And then they have the civil rights movement, so the, the pendulum swung another way. And then yeah. they have, um, you you're know... Leaving, you're leaving out reconstruction, man. Reconstruction and the pendulum <laughs> swung another way, and then they had segregation and it swung another way, and right. now we have Trump and it swung another way, and it's only a matter of time before Trump leaves. So in a way, dialectical materialism. Yeah, in in a mm-hmm. way, while while Garth doesn't sound too optimistic, in, in a way, the, the history has taught that um, you know the arc of justice curves. It curves long, but it curves towards um, justice ultimately. Well, no, it right. doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> when you have to talk about, um, about American justice, though. Yes, yes, Walter. You have to. You always have to talk about it in the context of justice for who. Right. right. So when you talk about reconstruction, it was a it was a way and it was it was a um, legislation that was passed to incorporate you know the enslaved Africans back into society. Right. right. And then what followed from that was a compromise mm-hmm. um, to that. You know, to reconstruction, and that's when you had the redeemer period, right? Yes. Um, so even when you talk about like um, the civil rights, you you even talking about compromises that were made then too, right? Because uh, when we talk about civil rights, we're also talking about which um, Martha Luther King was, you know, what you were fascinated for. He was talking about access to jobs, access to healthcare, access, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, not only to like you know the civil liberties, but just act you know access uh, to a right to live. Right? Yes. Um, and and so these um, issues are being brought up again. Mm-hmm. And um, but um, the way in which we have you know fought for these issues haven't been necessarily in a political arena, but in a cultural one. So, yes. and that's why I was just going back to mm-hmm. like in terms of like how academics and um, activists, where we have failed at, is one is in you know our activism, and oh, yes. and, and even in terms of our analysis, like yes. you know why were all of us you know caught you know for lack of a better term with our pants mm-hmm. down, you know yes. when this election came about when we had like ample amount of like warnings that this was brewing. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it's the it was it's our focus and the tools that we our tools of analysis in which yes. we use that, you know, cause us to fail to see uh-huh. what was happening. Yes, you know, yes. I Let's think. bring back in the ladies. Um starting with Christina and then Olivia. Christina. Yes. Your 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 perspective on 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 the cockistocracy that is that is now emerging. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Um, yes. At the end of the day, you know what the, the macro picture that I'm looking at is the fact that I'm there's some merit in what Clive has said. The pendulum mm-hmm. has swung back the other way, and this is not the, the appointment of these people. Mm-hmm. It's consistent with the rhetoric of his campaign. I'm not yes. surprised at all. I am very disheartened. Yes. I am terrified. But yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm surprised by it at all. The truth of the matter is, again, America needs to sit down and seriously look at why the yeah. Democrats were caught with their pants down. Why did well, this I happen? Don't, and the truth I, is, I, I push back against that. that you know, I don't believe that they were. But anyway, that's another <laughs> argument. No, I think what has happened here is that the the issues of racism, sexism, right. institutional yeah. oppression, and all of those things are things that the society, in order to move forward and to yeah. stop this crazy backing and forcing, right. it, it needs to stop and people right. need to actually really try to solve these issues yeah. and try to take a more social justice approach to how right. they establish their society. Okay. I think I really am a firm believer that with social justice awareness yeah. straight across your society, People tend to connect themselves to, to causes. People tend to connect themselves to each other in a way that is to the benefit of all. And that's, that's really all I have to say about that. Where yeah, we are I right now... I kind of disagree with you because I think that we've become a more... As we become more urbanized, we've become more atomized. You know? And so there's less... You know, social justice to me requires some sense of community. And I, and I believe that that has yeah. been somewhat... That's been severely undermined. You know, by by the emergence of to me more urban more urban societies and indeed social media and and information. But this is but this is why this is why a lot of activism nowadays is done via the hashtag. Oh, you mean like your group there, yeah, Jamaican for secular but, humanism? <laughs> this is the problem. I think. We're, we're, this is what I think the problem with social justice is is we're fighting so much of a cultural war, not a political one. Yes. Right, you know, well, so well, you can't talk, talk about social justice without, yes. you know, access to resources, All right? Well, let's talk, well, Walter, because this... I want to bring in Olivia before we wrap up, because we're wrapping okay, up in ahead. about two All minutes. Right. Olivia, your thoughts, because I'm just thinking of Boris Johnson as cool. Foreign Secretary, you know, um, mm-hmm. your Foreign Secretary, and I'm just wondering, you know, whether 
you know, you have any thoughts as to what you see emerging in the U.S.? I mean, you see Boris Johnson types as dominating the, 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 the Trump administration. Olivia? I mean, I, I, I'm not really the person to talk to about the intricacies of American politics. I'm as shocked as everybody else by yes. who has been announced. No, no, intricacies. I mean, just have an opinion. Just how you see it. Um, and I, frankly, I dread to think. I mean, I... Mm. I, yeah, from a from a human safety point of view, I hope Trump does not end up and his cronies doesn't yes. end up as being as bad as it seems he may well be. Yes. Uh, but you know, we we hold our breath and we wait. Boris okay. Johnson, I mm. think, is being kept very quiet, which is a very good thing because he's yes very yes. annoying. Yes, hasn't he? He has. All right. right. Well, 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 we have Sharon, Sharon Smith just called in. Sharon, oh, Sharon. you had a comment. In the chat room, Sharon, you said that it's going to be generations before the pendulum swings back in the direction mm-hmm. of the liberals. Are you totally pessimistic for the, um, you know, the, the, the reign of Donald Trump? Is, is that the doom and gloom outlook that I'm hearing, Sharon? Uh, Donald Trump's white, Christian, hetero, supremacy team that he has named... Mm-hmm. Will, will be short-lived, perhaps only 40, four years. Yeah. However, yeah. what will not be short-lived is the impact on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that impact will be impossible to reverse yes. unless, uh, well, will be impossible for, to reverse for generations. Yes, yeah. So we have spiraled into uh, an abyss mm-hmm. where I'm not sure how and when we will get out of it. Yes, 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 you're absolutely right. America needs to deal with its broken society as well, I think, to get out yep. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's been, it's, it's, it's been trying to do so for 240 years. Well, <laughs> not really, actually, hasn't it? It's been actually working on breaking even more. But anyway, folks, we have to run. We are out of time. Um, I'm sorry I wasn't able to give everybody a chance to do a final wrap-up, um, but I really want to thank all our wonderful guests today, um, starting with Ambassador Richard Bernal, um, Walter Sistrunk, um, Christina Fenton, Gus Delapena, Olivia Streeter, Alison Irvin-Sober, Sharon Smith. Um, next week, we'll be back with another episode, hopefully focusing on intimacy. So, Clive, take us out. All right, thank you very much, Liz Vibri, the Sobers, and Clyde the Cold Wood Forester, and we are out. See you next week, people. Take care, thanks.
comes of freedom is all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Is all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.